0: Hey everybody, Rob Sestradino here and I have got a special feed drop for you from the patron podcast feed. Now we are always dropping all sorts of goodies in our patron podcast feed and this season of Survivor is no exception. Survivor Academy is back with one small change. Last season, I did the Survivor Academy podcast, the podcast where we go through each week of Survivor to tell you what you need to learn from each episode of Survivor for when you go out on the island, you don't fall completely flat on your face. Oh my God, it would be so embarrassing. Thank God the Survivor Academy is here to go through the takeaways from each week of Survivor. Now, Every single episode doesn't always have a lesson to learn. And so, the way that we are doing the Survivor Academy this season, I thought it would be fun to try to approach it like a real time evolution of strategy. And that's why we're going to do it in five chapters. So, today's feed drop is going to be chapter one, going through the first three and a half hours of Survivor 43. We've got a great guest, Frail Mary, Mary Kwiatkowski. She loves playing games. Uh, she has a, a great mind for strategy, among other things. And so She joins me to go through the first two episodes of Survivor, and we're going to go through everything that you need to take away before you go out on the island to play Survivor. Enjoy this feed drop. This is the only one we're going to do for Survivor Academy. To hear the rest of the series, you'll have to become a patron of Rob a Podcast. It's just one of the benefits you get when you become a member of the greatest reality TV community in the world. Get everything that we have to offer at com slash patron. We'd love to have you in the Rob has a podcast patron community. That's all at com slash patron. Enjoy chapter one of Survivor Academy season 43. Hello students, welcome back to another season here at the Survivor Academy where we will once again take a look at everything important that happens in season 43 of Survivor to tell you what is to be learned, what are the lessons to take away for when you are out there on the island in a future season. Very important stuff, make sure you're paying attention and taking notes as we welcome back uh, one of the brightest survivor minds around. Very excited to have back with us Professor Frail Mary, Mary Krakowski. Mary, how are you?
1: I'm doing great. School is back in session. Mm-hmm. Everybody, grab your Jan Sport. Take out your pieces of parchment and your pens that you've never seen on Survivor before. Mm-hmm. Get ready to take some notes. This is gonna be this is gonna be fun. We've got a lot to cover in the first couple episodes already. First few hours of Survivor, and I'd say there there's some there's some tips to be had. Okay.
0: <laughs> Well, Mary, I know you love Survivor Academy because uh, you feel like it's like the Hogwarts of Survivor. So exactly. So <laughs> you, love, you love that. I, I'm really excited about the Survivor Academy this season because I think that what I wanted to do that was a little bit different, because I feel like that not necessarily every single episode of Survivor has something to take away. And so you never really know when those episodes are going to happen. And then sometimes there's like a super important episodes. So what I wanted to do is that I wanted to do this in five parts. So consider this the real-time version of the evolution of strategy as we go through season 43. We are here to talk about episodes one and two. We have three and a half hours of Survivor to talk about. We're going to go through them chronologically to talk about all the important decision points that we've had from this season. I think that I will do the next one of these. We will end chapter two right before we get to the merge, and then we will do... uh, chapters uh, three, four, and five later on in the post-merge part of the game. But very excited to get into all this. We have questions from the patrons. This is a patron-only program here, and we'll have all five parts. And I think that people can then go back. And I think that, Mary, this will be a very like manageable thing for somebody at the end of the season to listen to the five chapters of uh, season 43 of Survivor.
1: Yeah, this is great. This is great future uh Documentation for anyone going out on Survivor who maybe wants a quick bite of okay, what were some of the mistakes made? Some of the uh, tips to be gained. I think this is great, and and who better to be on the first episode of the uh, Evolution of Strategy themed Academy than the person who famously uses the Evolution of Strategy theme songs as my alarm (laughs) to wake up in the morning? What do you
0: mean you use the Evolution of Strategy theme songs as, as an alarm?
1: I put, I don't know how I, 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 the thing that is so confusing to me is I have no idea how I got those individual clips. I must've just clipped them off wow. of, <laughs> off of everything. But yeah, my, uh, my alarm sound when I wake up in the morning is,
0: mm-hmm.
1: let's see, here's, here's the first one. This is the evolutionary evolution of strategy, uh, sound one.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if you can
1: hear that. Yes, yes.
0: Oh yeah. Ch- season 43, chapter one. Oh, oh Mary, <laughs> what's the name of
1: Oh, right? Um these first I mean, two let's episodes.
0: See. What would what would we call it?
1: We call this um actually I have I have a here's my so I wrote this piece of advice four times, I think, down in different scenarios. So I think the the first one is jump on the vibe of the tribe.
0: Jump on the vibe of the tribe,
1: or the vibe of the tribe. I think it's extremely important in the early days to go along with whatever the vibe of the tribe is.
0: Okay, um, I think that's a great lesson. That uh, let's the, let's put that in pencil right now, and then as we go okay. through, because you've never seen a pencil either on Survivor, and no, and then let's not. go. Maybe at the end of uh, th- this this episode, we'll have like a really uh, punny title for uh chapter 1
1: That'd be great. That'd be okay. really great.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. So season 43 of Survivor. And now I feel like that, you know, it's it's interesting here because now the new era has been established. Everybody comes in, they know what the new era is. And so the season 43 players uh come in and uh play um and, and come in and I really no surprises here uh in the opening of season 43 for these players.
1: Yeah, I, I think that when you look back and you kind of signify between like old school, new school, whatever this new newer new school age is really called, how do you distinguish between new school and whatever this is? Or does new school become something else? Does new that become- school is
0: always <laughs> changing. People are always, uh, people are trying so hard to get to old school. I bet like people that played on like uh, the Edge of Extinction are like, hey, I'm old school. <laughs> Oh, I gosh. played two, three years ago.
1: Yeah. Uh, I think that this is, yeah, this is like modern era of survivor and it's, uh, it, it's really important right off the bat to kind of like, like we, we saw in this episode, the amount of knowledge that just seeing the most recent seasons can give you in terms of format mm-hmm. more, more so than anything else. Like we saw that with the be, beware advantage. We know that with the, the whole, uh, big rock island situation, shipwheel island, that kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. it, it's it's really important to have watched at least the the previous season that you could see because I think you're just going to get so much from format out of that that's going to be really important. Like there was a, when we shifted between old school and new school, back whenever that was, there was all this talk of like, are you, are you shelter people? Are you beach people? Are you people who are coming in to strategize and socialize? Or are you going to stick with the sort of OG survivalism? Like let's get the shelter done And I think that we've even gone past that into this sort of even more, uh, finite example of it's not just about are you the person building the shelter, collecting the water, or are you the person strategizing? It's all about how are you doing those things? Are you doing them quick enough? Are you doing them sloppy? Are you doing them, you know, going all the way? Like we saw a lot of flirting with alliances here in the first two episodes, and we saw some stick and some fall apart. And uh, I think there were little little moments in between all of those that like differentiated between the people who were successful and the people who weren't.
0: Can you expand on that a little bit that you feel like that the alliances were a little bit dictated by uh, how people were doing at the like individual jobs they had around the camp?
1: Yeah, I think that's some of it. So like in the first episode, I think is the, is one of the easiest places to look at it. And this is the first time I think I wrote Jump on the Vibe of the Tribe was when uh, when you see Owen kind of pulling a half measure of walking around with people and just trying to, like, I think it's really easy, especially for people who like the game and follow the game to say, okay, step one, make an alliance with everyone or getting good with everyone. And we've seen Aubrey have a downfall with that uh, back in Edge of Extinction, but you 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 can't come in and just say like, Hey, like, I'll, I'll watch out for you. Like, yeah, your name, whatever. And then we saw in that same tribe a little later that Ellie was so much more successful because instead of doing the half measure of just slightly getting in with everyone, she first step one, make a connection to something else with a person. Like, Hey, I noticed that we both like whatever thing or, or, you know, it's, it's kind of like, if you just walked up to me, um, and at work and we're like, hey, we're going to be best friends. Eh, but if you're like, oh my gosh, I love that shirt. Oh, oh, you got this food. That's so great. Yeah, now we're going to be best friends. Like it can be superficial, but if you just have a slight lead in before the, the friendship talk, there's that. And then go hard. Instead of saying, I'll watch out for you. Do the, yeah, you and me. Wouldn't that be so fun? Oh, the two of us. I think it's much better to like go farther into the alliance, um, especially on day one. As long as you're not, Make don't make an alliance to ex- exclude people in that conversation, but come in and say, like, let's let's bond with everyone and firm up something good with everyone. I think it's always going to be better to be like have more alliances than fewer. I know that was like ten different sort of half things that I said there, but I think yeah, I think that the, when you really come down to it, the main thing is that you can't you can't make an alliance with no bond. Yes, and then you can't. Uh, don't don't do the half measure of just like oh i'll watch out for you like go ahead and go jump all the way in
0: do you feel like that can do you just want to like in the first day or so like, do you just want to, like, have, like, really good, like, opening sort of like, a, like, oh, my God, uh, like, uh, oh, like, uh, your shoes are awesome. Like, uh you know, do we want to, like, really just start to make people feel warmly about you. Or do you think that you've, like, actually need to say, like, I think we heard Owen in the first episode talk about, hey, um, If I hear your name, I'll say something to you. Like, do you want it just just to be more like positive vibes? Or do you want to actually, do you think like get something a little more firm?
1: I think you need to do both. And I think you need to do both within the first 24 hours. Mm -hmm. Like it could be, it could be leading into day two. But I think the first thing you need to do is the like, come in like this is. Uh, uh, An interview or a podcast or a first date like have topics of conversation and in ways that you already plan to Share experiences Mm -hmm. with someone already just have a list of them and 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 bring those out Now this is this is where you can get caught up in the tory situation from last season though, which I wrote down which is Make the bonds with people based off of what they're showing you they they are and not who you think they are. So don't come in and see someone and go, "Oh, you're this age or uh, you know, I think you might be athletic or a nerd or whatever. And so I'm going to try and bond with you over those things. Ask them about themselves and then make a connection based on whatever they say. don't don't try to like perceive who you think they are mm-hmm. because people hate that when you like, misinterpret who, you know, who they're trying to be. And if you have someone like Sammy on your tribe who's going to specifically be trying to give you a certain version of themselves, go with the version they're giving you, not the version you think they are. Okay. So yeah, I think that's like step one is bond over that. But the step two is, is, uh, go, go past the Owen step. You need to not just look out for someone, go ahead and and ensure up something because I think that you can easily get caught up in a situation where you're, uh, you feel like you're sort of, Oh, I'm, I'm kind of good with everyone, but they're over here making actual tight alliances. And then it's like, well, we feel good about Mary, but no one really has a firm deal with her. And, um, and and it, i know it can be scary to be like hey you and me but instead of instead of like trying to make the alliance that way i think it's much better to kind of almost go about it in the jokey way which we saw happen on and uh, the yellow tribe in particular in the first two episodes with both the men and the women of like uh hey look at the three of us yeah, yeah. the three look of us, us together this would be great look at us and i think that that's kind of you almost want to make it like a like a laughable joke so that people leave and they go well huh? i think that I think that was an alliance that mm-hmm. I got there. Yeah, I've got I've got that to fall back on if I, if nothing else.
0: Yeah, I think that what we should probably try to do is also like combine uh, all these things. And, and I wonder if if you think that this is a uh, a, a good thing to take away, especially in these six p- person tribes of that I want to have like a good like rapport with mm-hmm. everybody there. But I I think that w- go to w- have one person and lock in your one person. Uh, and, and I think yes. that, so it, it's these two things where, so like when we talk about Justine, uh, who ends up uh, being, Justine locked in her one person, but didn't have the good rapport with everybody. Um, yeah. We saw where, you know, uh, like Neca and Cody, like uh, they locked in, they, they locked in their one person. So I, I think it's really, you want to have both things of uh, the like rapport, vibe of the tribe, and then also have your one person that you're super solid with as opposed to like being like half solid with everybody have the one person that you're locked down with.
1: Yeah. And that was another thing I wrote down was making duos is incredibly helpful in survivor because, um, people are much more likely to go out on a limb for their duo. If they feel like, like look at high and Lydia, if they feel like this is a person who hundred percent has my back and therefore I need to have their back. Um, Rather than alliances of three, which we've seen in the, in the six person tribe, we've seen alliances of three over the last several seasons. It's so much easier to have those crumble because a lot of times when you have alliances of three, there's multiple alliances of three, maybe someone in the middle and they go, eh, well, I can lose one person from either one of these sides. If you have a really strong duo, like you're saying, um, someone is really incentivized to keep you around either as their their bonus vote their shield their whatever and it's much easier if if a different group comes to you and says hey who do you want out or we want to target this one person it's a lot easier to say I want to save one person rather than a bigger group.
0: And I wonder if we're going to forget how to uh, play Survivor in bigger tribes, Uh, but I definitely feel like that in the six-person tribe that uh, this is the way to go. And just from my own experience, I know it's like uh, almost 20 years ago, but I feel like that I was going for, all right, well, I'm going to try to have a good situation with everybody. But I didn't have a ride or die in a a six-person tribe. Uh, And that does make you very expendable if there's not one person that's like, okay, well, this person is going to be really upset with us uh, if we go for this person. So, like, I think you want to have somebody who's very invested in you being in the group, but also the group as a whole likes you.
1: Yeah, and this is something that I think really came up in the first vote, uh, with with mariah but it in both votes in the first two episodes um if you're in a situation where you hear that your name is coming up and it's you versus someone else to go home which kind of more or less seemed like in the first two votes that was where it was was there were there were two people's names on the table if you already have a really good rapport with everybody it's less likely that you'll be one of those names and at that point even if you're in an alliance it's best to pitch someone else out there, so that it becomes a battle between two other people, someone else, and and uh, and whoever the original person was, and just take you out of there. So if you already have really good rapport, you're less likely to have everyone jump on the. Well, these are the two names. If you have a, a person who's your your duo partner, like with um, with Cody and Neca, like Cody wasn't going to go that way. They knew that, and so they knew at best we've got you know four people one of which doesn't have a vote mm-hmm. <laughs> at this moment uh, to go against that. And so it's it's a lot harder to kind of rally those votes rather than if you're a solo person floating around by yourself. Um, but yeah, so have the rapport so that your name ideally isn't the one being pitched as the backup vote or whatever. If you are in that situation, go ahead and throw someone else's name out there. At that point, it really doesn't even matter if it's your, if it's uh, who, who it is, if it's someone in your alliance or someone you like to work with. I think sometimes people get afraid of, Losing anyone that they could potentially want to work with uh, which can cut off their own chances Like if you're if you've got a bunch of people in the tribe be like well I want to work with all these people And so the person that i'm pitted against is the only person I don't want to work with So I guess i'd rather battle it out with them That's looking a little bit too far down the path when it's day, you know, week one in Survivor. It's like it's the first couple votes. Just keep yourself safe. So throw someone else's out there, name out there, put a different target out there so that you're not you're not in danger in these first couple.
0: Mary, I'd love to talk about the opening of the game uh, and the big, you know, everybody comes in and talks to Jeff Did you see anything uh, that you thought was a takeaway from that as far as uh, future players should look at this?
1: Yeah, I I think that it can be really hard when you're a big fan of the game, especially, or you're very excited to give away too much in some of these scenarios. Um, I. it's, it's, all, there's always, you know, the, the devil's advocate to everything we've seen in times where someone shouts out that they're a super fan and the other super fan goes, great. Oh, perfect. We can team up. We can work together. I mm-hmm. know that they'll have good strategy, but just as many times, if not more, that puts a target on your back. So I think that the key for the opening is to channel someone that you think is a fun survivor character, but not a survivor target. So like think of someone in the past who you were like, um, okay, this person maybe maybe was underestimated. I mean, it could be a winner because you could even say like Marianne last season. It'd be like channel what you think Marianne would say on that first uh, moment walking out. Be happy, be excited, have a funny anecdote, but don't give away too much about how you'd want to play the game or people that you... Uh, do or don't want to work with or even anything that's a major thing that would set you apart that could make you have like a great story like Mm -hmm. at that point it's it's almost the i just want a quick laugh and then the spotlight to be off me you know i want to be uh i want make them make them like like you enough that they giggle but then forget your name in the next second
0: Mm -hmm. yeah Going back to last season, I feel like that Mike uh d- did well with this, where it was like, oh my God, it's Jeff Probst. I can't believe it, where it's sort of like, I'm very excited to be here because now Jeff asks you a lot of like uh, questions, very specific questions like, all right, Mary, tell me, how long have you been watching Survivor? Well, you know, I, what when, when did you uh, decide to be on the show? And it's like you have a, like a couple choices here of like, especially if you're somebody that's like, oh, I've seen every single episode. Like, I think that there is like the temptation to sort of like peacock, like what what a big fan yeah. you are. Like, I've seen every single episode. I, I know the every single person that got voted off. Like, I think you just just want to like, oh my God, I can't believe it. Uh, This is so cool that I'm here, but I don't think you want to necessarily tip off that I know everything about the show because that's dangerous.
1: Self-deprecating, embarrassing, something that's going to look over. Trip, that's fine. That's funny. People giggle, but then they forget about it. You Mm -hmm. know, it's like, it's more embarrassing to you. If Jeff comes at you and says, how long have you been watching? Come back with an answer that shows that you're aware of the show and you're excited, but not that you're, don't say, oh, just like, Oh, Jeff, well, let me tell you, I haven't had anything but Survivor on my TV for as long as I can remember. That kind of is a non-answer. People are like, what does that mean? Does that mean they've been watching for the last year? Does that mean they've loved the show? Just a funny anecdote that's non-specific and uh, can move past. I think that's it's it's much more important to um, have, a, have a target not on you in those moments. I don't think that we're ever going to see someone targeted out the gate because of a particular thing they say unless it's like a returning player oh i don't want to work with uh you know coach or whoever mm-hmm. and then there they are like don't do that but
0: <laughs> yeah okay so uh do you think that you know first impressions okay hey just say you know fun cool vibes like uh just you know happy to be here i think that's that's important okay um i i don't know if um any anything really uh impacted the game from the first challenge uh like it didn't even seem like that okay any of the tribes like uh were upset with anybody's performance in that first challenge I I would say also you know you don't want to put yourself in some sort of like hero position um if uh there's a chance that you feel like you cannot do what you were being asked to do in that first challenge
1: yeah I agree I think it's it's really tricky because I think you want to be a team player if, if other people pitch you to do something, unless you know 100% that you are not going to be capable of doing that and it's going to be a, a huge detriment to the tribe, don't speak up about it. Like I think we've also seen just as many times someone say, hey, so-and-so, you go do the, the puzzle or the whatever, and they're like, really fight back, don't want to do it, and that can also be uh, an issue. So I'd say just, just don't fight back. Just g- blend in. Don't step up and volunteer either, which kind of brings us to the next thing, the uh, sweat versus savvy. Do you, do you expect that a version of this will be here to stay for the foreseeable future? I
0: think so. I mean, if it, if it's uh, in 41 and 42 and it's in 43, I would be shocked if it's not in Survivor 44.
1: Now that given, do you think uh, this is something my dad brought up to me recently how creative can you get with some of these answers, especially in the savvy? Because um, he he brought up that the you could have could have taken uh, taken two out of the the zero, which I think is what they did to get the, the extra ones. Take those top and bottom off the zero, turn them into a carrot symbol, and do five to the power of all the, all the other numbers. I hmm. wonder if that would have flown because that's certainly a bigger number. I bet production would have said, "No, we're looking for just." Just digits, no fancy yeah, I characters. Yeah, think a
0: numerical number. Is that a te- is that an equation when you do that?
1: I don't know if that counts as an equation or not. I mean, it's 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 notation, certainly. But mm-hmm. I thought that would be kind of funny. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you I can think the producers do that. would
0: shut that down. They're like, no, 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 that's not what we're looking for. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, but but this does bring up something interesting. Like Rob, if you're if you're out there, and especially in terms of like the sweat or something, and and the tribe. Really, really nominates you It's like, oh, Rob, you got you got to do this. What is the correct amount of fighting back if you don't want to be the person in that position?
0: I think that there is no limit to the fighting <laughs> back. <laughs> that that I, I thought that Owen really did a good job of avoiding the voce of even if somebody's like, hey, let's do, uh, l- l- let's do sweat. That I think the move is force the whole tribe into savvy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I liked the pitch of, you know, we'll win together, we lose together. Let's do this. I think the question, which we haven't seen yet, is if the tribe then fails mm-hmm. and says, uh, oh, <clears throat> we should have just had those two people do the sweat.
0: Yeah. Well, we've seen the tribes go three for three on Savvy. Um, if for Ryan and for Geo, it worked out well for, for Sweat, but I mean— Going back to season 41, like, Voce, uh, I think, and Xander both, like, had, like, a lot of, like, um, like you know, they, they were really, like, got hurt doing uh, Savvy. And yeah. uh, they got hurt, like, physically, but also their positioning was severely hurt uh, for them. So, like, we've seen it go really sideways for people to do Sweat, and we've never even seen a tribe get it wrong on Savvy.
1: Which I'm shocked because I would never have come up with that answer for, <laughs> for this. Move the bones. Problem. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I don't, I don't think I could have gotten that, but
0: maybe, know. you know, you see these things like, I feel like on Instagram of like, uh, like, you know, Oh, move one of these lines. It's so yeah. easy. I feel like that maybe people should be doing those. I mean, you could probably get a lot of like, uh, spam on your phone, but, but yeah, it might be good. <laughs>
1: I, well, I think I've mentioned somewhere on some podcasts that time management video games should be required for all uh, <laughs> for all reality TV players.
0: What's a time management video game?
1: Um, like any of those cooking games where it's like, you've got to be running over here, grilling the hamburger, and then cutting up the lettuce and putting those together. Um, yes. I think th- that's one where you're having to- Why is, do you feel you like know? that's such
0: an important skill? <laughs>
1: I think it's about, you know, keeping track of multiple things at one time. Like, uh, I think that it's, it's all about, <laughs> I know I had a reason for this cause I know I've talked about it before, but yeah, you, you want to, you want to make sure that if you've got a lot of irons in the fire, that you're not letting any of them slip, that mm-hmm. you're, you're keeping track of all of them. Let's go with that.
0: Okay. All right. <laughs> so, uh, take note, everybody, if you have any recommendations, uh, please, Uh, Let us know. But yeah, I I say if, you know, if sweat versus savvy comes up, I feel like, you know, going back to Voce, you don't want to ever be, you know, drafted into having to do it. I think have the tribe work together, you know, and and again, the tribe wins together, tribe loses together. I think it's good morale good uh, chance for the tribe to bond as opposed to where four people are bonding uh, back, you know, back building the shelter and maybe you're getting to bond with one other person for Geo and Ryan. I thought they came, they, they got unbelievably lucky.
1: Yeah, I think they did. I think with that though, I, it is better this season that we've seen that you can at least communicate with the other person mm-hmm. who's doing it with you. And, and I would argue that I, I don't think it's the best, biggest detriment ever to be a part of the, the pair. I mean, if you can, as long as you can really shore up a good alliance with whoever is also doing the mm-hmm. sweat with you, I think that's step one. And then step two is work over time when you're done with that to make up for any time you missed. Um, but that being said, like, yeah, if you can try to convince the tribe to do everything together, that's, that's definitely the way to go. Um, it, it seems easier to pitch unity, unity, unity. Rather, than, rather than separation. Mm-hmm. So I think that would be good. Um, but yeah, if you are, if you are by yourself and if there's, if there's another challenge that they had, I think in, I don't know if it was uh, 41 or 42, where it was like only one person could do it or the people who were doing this wet couldn't communicate. Yeah. No, that's, that's a big no go. Okay. Like,
0: Mary, I want to talk about, uh, okay, on Vessi, we saw where uh, that, um, Justine really ended up uh, getting off on the wrong foot with Cody because of the fact that she was a uh, in sales, okay? This is not something that would have occurred to me as like, oh, red flag, sales, uh, Cody also happens to be in sales, but... Going back to um, telling people your occupation, you know, I think that, like, there's been a lot of discourse over the time that we've had Robert's podcast, of, like, why do people say the fake job? Because it doesn't really matter. But this was an instance that it did really seem to, okay, it was very easy to, uh, you know, cast Justine aside. Okay, don't forget, she's a salesperson. You know how salespeople are.
1: I think that's important here. The lesson here is, is less about the occupation and more about doing what Cody did, which was finding any reason to target someone. Um, because you can't cover for, you could, you could find a way to turn any job into a threat or a liability Mm -hmm. if you really wanted to. And I think what Cody did there was, uh, using his knowledge of his own, his own career, which helped, um, he just found a way to target one person based on, on anything. It could, it could be anything. And I think that that's kind of important is if you have someone that you already know, you kind of want to go against, um, come up with a reason to target them. What he also did, which I think was, was nice, but I would have even taken it a step further is he used a, um, I, I would call this like the plausibility, um, plausible deniability argument almost, which is like my favorite way to pitch someone and to put them on the outs is to almost like kill them with kindness. Mm -hmm. Like if you're... If you have a target, like if 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 this you know case, uh, his is Justine, if he if he said, oh, that Justine, did you hear? She's a salesperson. That's so great. She's going to be able to to lie, manipulate other people, which is going to be such a big help. Oh my gosh, that's so great that she can do that. And if you keep kind of pitching that to people, I think you can kind of actually get them to start thinking. Wait a second, these sound like bad things that aren't good for us. But if someone ever came back to Cody and said, Hey, I heard that you were you were saying these things about Justine. It's great. You just be like, well, yeah, I was saying all these positive things. So I love you. You find a way to to say a positive thing about someone that actually makes it seem like they're a threat and a target. And you hope that other people will eventually catch on to that. It can work. And that's and that's my favorite because it does. It does allow you to like hide from it if it ever comes back to you.
0: I, that's very good. I, I do. I do like that a lot. Um should a player tweak their job title, if not outright lie about their job position? Like instead of saying that uh, she was in sales, uh, Justine, uh, should she say this like, oh, I'm in like a cus- customer acquisition?
1: Yeah. Come up with the most business jargony, like incomprehensible way to say your your title, um, which you see sometimes if like someone is-
0: Lead conversion,
1: Right. Yeah. Like, uh, like I will change the description of what I do depending on how impressive I'm trying to sound. Um, sometimes you say, oh, I work in it or I'm a software developer or I'm a computer programmer or I'm a computer science engineer. And, and those all have slightly different meanings. Um, or or I'm a consultant, which I also am a software consultant and like all of these things I could say, I could make it even more, uh, boring sounding if you really wanted to, but each of those I use depends. Depending on who I'm trying to impress, how impressive I'm trying to sound or how boring I'm trying to make my job yeah. sound and I think that's in that's important take whatever you do and uh, make it sound make it sound boring um, yes make it sound non impressive and make it sound not like a thing that would have a really great story behind it.
0: <laughs> Mary, can you help me um, give uh, t- take my job okay uh, can you make can you make it sound boring and can you make it sound uh, impressive?
1: Yeah. I mean, you could say that you're an audio engineer.
0: Oh, is that, think, th- that, is that boring or that's exciting?
1: I think that would be kind of impressive. If you're yeah. trying to like not say podcaster, but you're trying to like put this on like a, <laughs> like a professional resume or something, <laughs> you'd be like, oh, I'm i I'm an audio editing specialist or yeah. I'm an audio engineer. Um, you could try to make it sound more exciting by saying that like, ah, oh, I'm in, I'm in a, uh, audio entertainment media mm. or something. Um, and then if you're trying to make it sound really boring, you could say that I'm in, um, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Like, uh,
0: like, I think I've said like, uh, yeah, like I have a blog.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Verbal instructional, uh, content. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. You could. Mm-hmm. you could you could come up with something like that but i think i think at this point if you just said if you said podcaster i think that that uh but, oh strikes my God. too yeah either it's like oh yeah everybody's so a podcaster boring. everyone has that or or it's more of this like um oh, oh is that a real thing mm-hmm. or or for the people really in the know oh podcaster oh maybe he has a a, a big following or a lot of people who listen or a lot of uh you know yeah, i think i think you kind of that's that's a that's tricky light. like i would not go on Survivor as a podcaster and say that you're a social media influencer. Don't say that. Don't say, that, okay. would be, that would be going the wrong direction.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, although I do think it is a bigger factor on Big Brother because I feel like that then there are things that people vote on and stuff like that whereas uh, it's much like celebrity like influence I think is really um, not at all part of like the, you don't get a power based on like people voting right. or anything like that. But I have seen like a, a look of like pity on the... Um, uh, like face of people when my wife tells like strangers that her husband is a podcaster. It's like, Oh my God, we're so I really sorry think for you. It,
1: oh if Nicole God. told everyone that you were an audio engineer, I think that they just like probably wouldn't ask any more questions. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or, in, or if they did they'd be like, Oh yeah, he makes like uh he makes like educational content mm-hmm. for a uh, different viewership.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Audio production. A, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah. There you go. Okay. All right. So, is there anything else, uh, specifically from, uh, the, uh, cause I want to get to, uh, Shipwheel Island.
1: Yeah. That was the next thing I was going to talk about.
0: Okay. Uh, let's talk about this. Okay. Now. Okay. So season 43 contestants, they have seen how this plays out, uh, a couple of times. Uh, we saw the selection of the players, Mary, how much should players be trying to really push for, Hey, I should go to the the island. Let me go in the boat.
1: I think you should let it happen if everyone is trying to push you to go for mm-hmm. some reason. I think unless you're in a situation where this is happening, like I think for the first one, it doesn't matter as much. I think if this is later in the season where you know for a fact you don't want someone in particular to go because you don't want someone to get a power. They're the only person you want voted out. That's when you should fight for it. I think early on in the season, I'm curious to know if you have a different stance. I think it can be helpful, but I think most of the time if we see like a, especially in this case where, you know, Gabler gets an idol can only be used at the first two tribals, which could be, could be a big deal depending on uh, how late in the game they go to their second tribal. But it has an expiration. Um, it's just as likely that you might disadvantage yourself. I think kind of the best case scenario for going is if you have one of those, like, the the advantage you get is a tarp for your tribe. Like, yeah. that's kind of the best case scenario. I think advantages can be really helpful, but I think we've seen in the last couple seasons more often that the advantages are Useful when you're using them at the end as a hey, I had this thing that no one ever knew about, and less so about using them to really make a big pivotal move.
0: I'm trying to go back in my mind and go back to the players that went to Shipwheel Island um, in in the respective seasons. Did it ultimately benefit them? Marianne uh, did go in the you know the first uh, episode of season 42. She did get. Um, an extra vote. And, uh, I don't know if that was, uh, you know, was it an extra vote or an idol? Uh, she got an extra vote, I believe. Um, and I'm trying to remember back to, I, I guess that extra vote did, um, you know, uh, was important to her story, uh, ultimately in like the biggest move of the season. So, uh, that, that was a big deal. Um, but I feel like that it didn't really, you know, um, help, any, anybody else, uh, particularly too much uh, the power? It, it, if anything, it, it may either made them a target in one way or another, or it was like a reason that they had like a bad story that came back that made people distrust them.
1: Yeah, and and that's why I think that like there's a this is kind of a two part instructional question because if you're if you're already at Shipwheel Island, I think there's the it's like sort of there's then different Mm -hmm. tips that i can give you but in the in the initial should you go or should you not i think the advantage you're gonna have from creating more relationships with the people while someone else is gone not losing your vote not having a target on your back i think those are probably in the long run gonna outweigh any particular advantage you get um unless you know that you're the person way way on the outs like if you're the person way on the outs go go fight for it go do not, you know, like, better better to have everyone uh, know exactly what the situation is yeah. and be annoyed at you than, than just lay down and let yourself get voted But out. I
0: feel like the more you want to go, I feel like that the more the tribe is not going to. Like, I feel like Tori was somebody that, like, really wanted to go. And then yeah. the, I think the more you want to go, the more the tribe is like, ah, mm, we're going to pick somebody else. And this
1: is why I don't think you should fight going. Like, if everyone's like, oh, hey, so-and-so. Uh, how would you want to go or whatever? Uh, don't just like accept it. Like be, be chill and take whatever comes along. Um, unless, and, and, and also if you, if you feel like the reason that everyone wants you to go is cause they all don't like you and to get you out of their hair, then you can learn a lot from that. <laughs> like, uh, sometimes that's good. But I think in a lot of cases early on, it's okay to be kind of purple on your own tribe. Like, as long as you have the relationships, um, I think it's, it's perfectly fine to kind of be the person in the background, the sort of easygoing person who's down for whatever, um, make everyone feel like you're on their side, uh, and that they don't want to get rid of you. And that's, that's more important. It's, it's, uh, well, I got more on that, but we'll go with the second one. But, but then if you are the person who does get selected to go on the boat trip and you're on the island, um. We saw in the first two iterations of this, in forty one, forty two, a decent amount can be gained from making good relationships with the people out Mm -hmm. there. um, That that can come back and really, really help you. Um, I think we haven't yet seen on this season a whole lot about the like giving away of information, mostly because it was the first episode. They didn't have a ton of information to give away. Um, Do you have a particularly strong stance on that? On like, should you? Bond at all costs, basically, or should you be trying to play more coy
0: with the people that are are on Shipwheel Island with you? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think it's like the people that really bonded on Shipwheel Island. I I think we've seen those relationships pay dividends. Uh, Going back to season 41, Xander and Danny really bonded Mm -hmm. when, I mean, Shannon and Liana, uh, they had bonds, uh, you know, and when the times that it's gone sideways, you know, uh, has been where, you know, uh, like that has ramifications also. So I think that really at all costs, you know, you really do want to try to bond. Now to the point, like, should you punt on risking your vote because uh, you are trying to make these bonds? Uh, We saw with like Omer and Chanel, like where that kind of went sideways when they went there. But I do think that you should be really trying to make a very strong bond with the people that you are uh, there with
1: yeah and um
0: look at Rockroy and Lydia where it was like such a standoff last time.
1: that was the one I was gonna bring up. I couldn't remember who was with Rockroy, but I knew it was Rockroy and someone um that there's nothing to be gained from just putting up a wall like you don't need to reveal everything about your tribe you could you could give kind of talk a lot and and give information that doesn't necessarily mean anything. If you're at that point, like talk about a lot about people's personalities or silly things they've done around camp Mm -hmm. or whatever. Um, instead of just being like, Oh yeah, we get along or throwing out who has which idol and everything. Like there's a, there's a in between there where you can have someone leave and go, wow, I feel like I learned a lot. And then when they think about they're like, I didn't really get any major information, but I do feel like they were trying to give me something.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And that's kind of what you want there. Um, what about should you should you risk your vote or not early on first first episode?
0: I mean, I say risk it, right? I mean, I feel like, and especially like you come back and tell the group, like, hey, I I did this for I did this uh for us. I'm trying to like uh you know do stuff for the tribe. I mean, I do think you could maybe like ask people also ahead of time of like, all right, if I have a chance, should I, do I risk my vote or do I or or do I play it safe? And I wonder if you could, like, get some actionable information, like, from the group. If everybody's, like, uh, if everybody's telling you to, like, play it safe, um, that might mean that they're more your allies and people are telling you to risk it. Like, uh, I I don't know. What do you think? Can you take anything away from
1: that? Yeah, I think that this has a lot to do with, like, what the show should do. I think very soon the show needs to change... The, the shipwheel island in one of two or both major ways. One, it can't be a thing where it's the same scenario every time people go, like in within a season. And also there should be a infrequency and a random cutoff where you can't say, oh, there's always going to be four people who go. It's going to be the first four rounds and they're always going to have roughly the same decision. You need to mix it up because right now we're at a point where... People have seen it. So they have no incentive to lie about what happened, lie about the type of challenge or what their choice was. Um, like you're saying, in the current scenario, ask before you go. And then even if you lose your boy, you'd be like, Well, you guys told me to risk it. Like, you know, that you you take the ownership off yourself. Um when, when you do that, like right now, there seems to be almost no benefit to lying in any way about anything that's happening over on, on Island. Uh, so I think the show needs to change it up and they need to massively alter. Like what, you're doing over there and also the frequency in which it's happening so that people can't predict it. So then maybe you could come back and say this is what happened and then another person goes in a few episodes and something completely different happened and that will make them wonder was the first person lying is it just different every time I don't know and that's I think that's much more interesting for the show but this yeah. is me just trying to make it harder
0: for the players. Uh, Melissa Knights has a question do you tell the truth when you go to Shipwreck Island uh, or the Rocky equivalent I think we're in agreement uh, absolutely you have to at this point People know what yeah. it is. Uh, you can't get too creative with it. I My suggestion is that you go there with whatever people and, okay, there is on the table, the idol, an advantage, something, okay? And that's it. And the people that are there agree on who gets it. And then if you cannot come to a consensus, everybody there loses their vote.
1: Oh, that's
0: good. So you you one person leaves with advantage, the other people leave with nothing. If they cannot be in full agreement, everybody loses their vote.
1: I think if that's the case also, if it's the beginning of the game. I could see a lot of reasoning behind why you do not want to be the person with the advantage. Mm-hmm. I mean, or or I should say, if you're the person who ends up with the advantage or idol or whatever it is in that early, early stage one, use it. Use it immediately because you want the next time that you're back around with these people to be able to say, I don't have it anymore. Mm-hmm. I used it. Everyone knows. Because otherwise, you've just put a target on your back for whenever you're going to meet up in the future. Everyone's going to know that you had, you had one. And I mean, I think that's my philosophy for the most part anyway is anytime you get an advantage or an idol – burn it almost instantly
0: Mm -hmm. yeah i know uh steven has talked about that in um you know coming out of second chances that he feels like that that was something that really that really hurt him um
1: if it's something that everyone or a group of people public public advantage advantage.
0: yes uh you want to get that get rid of that as soon as possible because it becomes uh, something that adds a bigger target to your back okay um is there anything else from the first episode of the show? I know this was a two-hour episode, but it was really a lot of character stuff. Um, just going back to Mariah, any any lessons to be learned about uh, Mariah and what went wrong for her?
1: Yeah, I think it's tricky with Mariah. Um, I this was kind of in my initial ten-minute rambling, but I think that like the the big takeaway with Mariah is um, if you. If you if you think that you might potentially be a challenge liability, even if you don't feel that way, but you think that other people might pitch that as, mm-hmm. as what you are, <clears throat> there are times when you can be lucky and be on a, a tribe that doesn't care about winning challenges and you need to pitch whatever assets you have in that case. But otherwise, I think it's so important that you get in with everyone so that they value your Your uh, allegiance to them more than any particular challenge ability you have and at the point where you think Okay, it's between me and someone else I think that is where you need to pull the hail mary and just pitch someone else and 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 throw someone else's name out there because I mean worst case scenario you are already going home and now you just made an enemy best case scenario It gets people thinking and gets the target off of you Mm Mm-hmm so I think that I mean Mariah seems like an extremely uh, sweet person who, you know, from from everything hearing in her exit interview it really sounded like she's just really really nice and and very um understanding of of the the perception that other people had of her, but I think that like make an enemy, throw someone else's name out there. Try to save yourself. It's it, if you don't want to be the first person, put it out.
0: Yeah. I don't know if there's much Mariah could have done differently that I, I just, I wonder though, if Mariah could have like found the name that maybe Ellie um, would have been more like agreeable to like, uh, it didn't seem like that Ellie was targeting Mariah. It just seems like that there were not a lot of targets. Uh, Like uh, obviously, you know, Ellie didn't want to do Gabler or Owen, like, but would she have been open to Sammy? Like, I feel like that, you know, um, know, anybody but me, I know Mariah was working with Sammy, that I had asked Mariah, is there anything you could have said differently? Uh, She didn't think that there was, but I wonder maybe if there like, uh, would have been an acceptable target that wasn't Mariah.
1: Yeah, I think at that point you find who has the power. If Ellie's the one who looks like is the one who's steering the vote, any other person that Ellie would be willing to to have out there. And um and so maybe that maybe then you jump on the the Owen thing, but it kind of seems like that's Mar- what Mariah did. I think that is where you you lose Sammy. I mean I know it's really mm-hmm. hard when you wanna you want to keep as many people around who you can work with. And if you feel like you've got it, you know, we talked about that tight duo. If you feel like you've got a burgeoning duo with Sammy, it can be really hard to want to throw them out there. But if it's you or them, I think at that point you you go full steam into whatever Ellie might want in that scenario. And if you do that and Sammy goes home or Owen goes home or whoever it is, then you have all this fuel against Ellie in the future that you can also use. Yeah. Um, which is why I would say from Ellie's point of view, easier to get rid of the Mariah in that scenario rather yeah. than changing it up. Because you don't want to have anyone who you feel like you owe them or owes you or any kind of guilt association with someone.
0: And I wonder for Mariah, maybe if the other thing that could have happened potentially was if you can suss out that Ellie is the person that's uh, calling all the shots. Like uh, if there isn't like another target that you feel like is going to work, maybe could you get, I know uh, Mariah really wanted to make the Women's Alliance work, but like, could you start to rally people against Ellie?
1: Yeah. yeah, that's another option. And and everything you're talking about with the Sammy and then the wanting the Women's Alliance, I think the the key here is just, you need to have enough ins with everyone that you can cut loose any particular alliance. Mm-hmm. Like make those alliances, make the women's alliance, make the the duo with Sammy, but then be okay cutting them if it's the if it's the first, uh, the yep. first
0: vote. Something I had noticed uh, at the start of the second episode that I didn't get to talk about on the podcast is that Owen comes back and apologizes to uh-huh. everybody. Yeah. And I thought that was just so interesting. He apologized to everybody uh, and basically said that he apologizes if he was paranoid. And I, that wasn't something that I feel like we saw in the episode. Like, I don't think anybody was commenting on like, what's with Owen now? He's really freaking out. Um and and maybe, maybe it did happen like a little bit towards like the lead up to tribal council. Did you catch any of that?
1: I didn't catch anything from, uh, him being paranoid in the first episode. Um, but I, we do, we do hear in the second episode that Ellie says that he's the one who needs like more attention and more like sort of guidance. And I think that that's, um, could have potentially been in there. Just someone who needs, uh, needs more assurance. Maybe if he, if he was seeming worried, um, In that first episode, I think what he does here, though, this is my first note, is if your name was brought up or if you received any votes, (laughs) all of this is about good gameplay and not necessarily about good TV. I will will put that out there. Sure. Um, When you come back and do the post-tribal, I think there is no reason, almost ever, unless it's something that, like, you think breached game and there was some sort of personal attack— If it's all game-related, there is no reason ever to say, hey, can I have a conversation with you individually? Can we talk about, let me try to get my side, be defensive? No, no, no. You apologize. Apologize. Your name was up there. I know you shouldn't. You don't feel like you need to apologize. Apologize. Mm -hmm. Publicly forgive everyone. Make them think that you're all cool with them. The worst thing, one of the worst things you can have on Survivor is have other people feel worried about, like, anything you may be holding against them mm-hmm. like they don't no one wants to feel like there's someone holding a grudge on their track now you that doesn't mean you can't hold it but do the natalie anderson pretend yeah forgive move on and then use that later if you have the opportunity but um bonus points try to get in with one of these people later like uh the next day or later that night Oh, I'm 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 so sorry. I really, I really want to work with you. Like here here are some things that I think we'd be good together. Totally forgiven. Let's let's move forward. I you know, forgive and forget, and 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 make it make it uh believable. I think yep. that's like the, the one
0: of the best things you can do. Go back like Jack. That's what JD said. Of course, he says that he always talks about Jack Nick Tang and how well he took it. Now for Owen though, the only person that voted for him was Mariah. So do you think that he still needs to apologize there in that spot?
1: Yeah. I think it's, I think it's, it's not about the, like who voted for you. I think it's the fact that your name was out there somewhere. Like maybe only one person did, but if you know, like Mariah voted for you, that means that probably some other people were talking about it with, with her. And so I think you just want to make sure everyone knows, Hey, we're good. Like
0: Mm -hmm. clean
1: slate. Totally fine. I, I think that that's extremely important.
0: in that case, I pronounce you lucky.
2: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: We saw that Gabler is uh, not feeling great. Um, yeah. Do you have any thoughts on like how the Baca tribe uh, should be approaching this? Of the, uh, I mean, is is this because and he's he's not feeling great and he's also immune, so. Yeah. Um, he's he's fading, he would seem like a person that you could start to try to put the target on, uh, but he's also going to be able to get through uh, this next tribal council because of his idol.
1: Yeah, so my first note actually for this is what to do if you're the person who is sick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think you need to hide it. And if you can't hide it, if it's really, really painful, pretend it's something else. Because I think like if you're talking about feeling like you have a stomach bug or something, maybe people think that will pass. Maybe they, maybe they don't pretend it's something like, Oh yeah, I'm just, I'm just kind of constipated. This happens all the time. It usually goes away in a day or, Oh, I I just have a headache. Ha ha ha. This is, Oh, it sucks. I feel bad, but I'll get over it. Like you got to grit through this pain because you do not want to be the person who, who seems like they're not going to be able to bring anything to the tribe. Mm -hmm. Um, so find a way to mask it as best you can. Uh, if you're the rest of the tribe and you have the sick person on your tribe, if they're not immune, definitely feel free to plant seeds at any point in time about someone you could target. Any other names out there is great. Um, but if uh, if they're immune, I think at that point you need to um, either either buddy up with them more, make sure no one else gets in the like sympathy zone with them or you need to, um, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know, like pull them aside and try to try to get them to snap out of it in some way. Mm -hmm. I I don't know. Like, I don't know how you can, um, best like deal with a person who you, you don't want someone to be sick, immune, and then also feel against you. Like, that's, that's kind of the worst combination. So just make sure you're in good with Gabler, I guess.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he's probably not going anywhere. All right, so this is a good segue to talk about, okay, we saw where Gabler, he there was some talk about him. He has his uh, hidden immunity idol. Uh, and there was some debate about how long is he immune? Where there was uh, some people, Owen uh, felt very confident that he was going to be immune for the first two tribal councils of the game. There was some talk about, like, well, is it maybe it's his two first tribal councils? I think I could have told them without. Um, like I I don't think there's ever been a time where that there is an idol that is based on tribal councils that you don't, I think in 41 and 42 that it was like, you lose your vote at your next tribal council, you know, you are, um, so for him to have an idol, it was good for two tribal councils. I, I thought that there was no doubt it was two tribal councils that he attended, not the first two tribal councils of the game.
1: Yeah. I think that that's a good rule of thumb. Um, I think the fact that it was two was actually the more, like, surprising thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, if you don't see the note and you just hear them say, oh, I'm immune for the first two tribal councils, um, when I actually heard it the first time, I thought that meant he's immune the first two tribal, like both of them, like not, uh, that it wasn't like an idol that could be used at one of the first two. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, uh, that's almost a little bit like, oh yeah, I got two hidden immunity idols. Like it sounds, it sounds too good to be true. So when they're going to check the bag, I, I think it was funny. The thing they were debating was actually which two tribals, not the fact that it maybe it could have only been one and he was just lying.
0: hmm Um, I think the only other time uh, that there was, uh, this came up. So, uh, Ron Clark had the advantage menu in season 38. And I think that the advantage menu was something that expired on a certain, um, so, uh, that Ron Clark's legacy or advantage menu here, uh, he found it on day one. And it allowed the player to, that he could steal a reward, one by the other tribe, had an extra vote or individual immunity. However, the advantage menu uh, was repurposed. Um, and uh, Ron did not have to, uh, Ron d- did not have to choose any advantage as his tribe did not go to any of the first uh, tribal councils, leaving the advantage menu to expire on day eight. Uh, So I think that he had one that was like the first three tribal councils. Uh, But I feel like that's, it's always been in these last couple of seasons, the tribal councils that you go to.
1: What was the one that Ryan had in HHH?
0: I think Ryan from Survivor of the Amazon. So no, I think he had, he found on the boat an idol that was only for the first tribal council. So, and then but what he wasn't got to it something send where, it to somebody? Yeah, to yeah. send
1: it to someone who went to that one. Okay, mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, Um
1: That was the only other time I could think of where it had more to do with the first tribal of the game and mm-hmm. not the first one that you attended.
0: Yeah. And I, I feel like that in uh, the Island of the Idols, I think that there was like, okay, this is good for this many tribal councils. And we we talked about like, you know, shot clock idols that sort of like mm-hmm. help prevent advantage get-ins where people don't just hold them all to the end of the game. But... Uh, I have a question for you about going through the bags. Uh, Dylan says, I feel like the last great gray area morality question in the game is, is it okay to look through people's bags? People have very strong feelings. Uh, what can players do going forward to not leave themselves vulnerable to having their stuff searched? Steven talked about this on the know-it-alls the other night. He said, bury your stuff.
1: Okay. Yes and no. Bury your stuff if you have an idol that you find out in the middle of the woods or beware advantage. If you have the thing that Gabler had, there's no reason that should be in your bag. Just have that on top. Have that sitting somewhere publicly where everyone can see it. You've already told everyone what it <laughs> yeah, was. Yeah. Like, why are you hiding it? Um. Why? Like, it, I also they probably could have just asked him. It, uh, th- th- yeah, <sighs> I thought it was weird that they looked the bag and not just said, "Hey, Gabler, uh, that that idol thing that you said you had, wh- when was that good for again?" Um. And and like if he gets suspicious at all about, Oh, why are you asking? We're like, well, you already told us. I just couldn't remember. Like, and, and if he gets mad, then that's a reason to throw a target on his back. Like, I, I think the, you setting yourself up for disaster when you're looking for something that you didn't need to look for. Mm -hmm. That was, that was the main issue I had with the scenario then about the, the going through the bags was like, you could have just you didn't need to do this in a sneaky way. And Gabler, you didn't need to be hiding this from people. And I don't know that he was. I think maybe he was just putting it in his bag.
0: Yeah, I don't think he was hiding anything. I think Gabler is pretty much an open book. I, I do think that players should not keep their idols and advantages in their bag. I think it is the most likely place that people do check. Yeah. People will go through your stuff. So if you think you're you're hiding it there, uh you are not. I understand it. Maybe uh going to tribal council uh might be the time when you are going to do that, but I think that you have to find alternative places to keep your stuff whether it's on your person uh but again people are always looking for sort of like the you know oh like uh, well, he has that thing in his pocket or like uh, if you have a cargo short or something like that people are always looking to see the
1: famous idol bulge the idol yeah.
0: bulge show. so uh you know that there are other places where people have uh like been able to hide idols and advantages and i think that you know you are going to have to try to figure something else out all right let's talk about and it, uh, wait, yes. On that note, yes. I have one
1: more thought on that. Do you think we're close to the point? It reminded me just because of the the beads in this episode. Um, do you think we're close to the point where someone could pretend that an idol is a thing they've just made and just wear it? Like, oh, yeah, I made this bracelet or I made this necklace or whatever.
0: Well, that's kind of like (laughs) that is a good uh, lead into what's going on with the beware advantage. And a lot of these players uh, where we saw Cody make his hat that nobody thought was uh, an idol. Noelle was wearing her bracelet around her wrist, which I guess, you know, could have been which was ultimately part of this immunity idol. So. Let's talk about the beware advantage. We have a lot of questions uh, from the listeners uh, about how the beware advantage is working this season. And I guess, uh, why don't we start off here with a question from Mike who asks, in this era, Mary, should anyone go for the beware advantage?
1: No. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes and no. If you can get an ally to go for it, that could be Okay. I don't think you should ever go for the beware advantage. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that uh let's see. Have we had anyone win the game who's had a beware advantage? Did Marianne technically have the beware advantage? Um, yes, yes, she, she did. had to say Funny the phrase the yes. Yeah. Yes. Um so yeah, I, I don't think I don't think you should go for it. I don't think so. I don't think that it's like a a game destroyer necessarily. Like I actually think in this scenario with Cody, I think that it ended up being for the most part a great thing for his game because if anything, it really solidified his alliance with the people that he told about it. Uh, and it felt like they were all doing this sort of mission thing together and that they had this yeah. secret together that they got to share. Uh I think that the last time I was on the academy I was talking about my sleepover strategy of yep. sharing a secret yep. with someone. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think this is great. I think I think that's a good thing to do if you can if you can find people. I think also if you're Cody or if you're someone in that scenario where you have a task, definitely enlist at least one or two other people to help you with it. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's pretty much only good things that can happen there. Uh like if they turn against you and tell everyone, well, you screwed yourself over by getting the beware advantage in the first place that was on you so i th- i think that that was uh, is fun but i don't think that the benefit of the actual advantage
0: outweighs
1: mm-hmm. the potential uh vote loss um i don't know where where do you stand on that
0: oh, boy i i mean the advantages are so powerful but then everybody like especially if if i was somebody in survivor 43 I, and I was Cody in that spot. I do not think I would have picked up the beware advantage, especially knowing you were going into tribal council. Um, I know that it was the, everything that was going on with the phrases. I know that it was so dangerous for those players to have to basically reveal they had the idol. Uh, there were negative outcomes really for all of them. The, the idol that Mary, that really helped Mary Ann was the idol that she found where nobody knew that she mm-hmm. had it. And so- I, I would have never picked up the idol in that spot um for, for Cody. It like it really could have gone sideways. Like it could have been a situation where, okay, at the next t- at the next challenge, say this thing, and and he would not have even been able to get his vote back going into that tribal council.
1: He got so lucky that he was even given an opportunity to get mm-hmm. his vote back by this tribal council. Um, I do like this new version slightly more, and I would say the slight benefit to this is the fact that, so far at least, only the people on your own tribe could potentially know you have it. It's not a thing that... Like yeah. the, the the problem with the phrases was it required participation from people of other tribes and also the knowledge of people on other tribes. I mean, at the very minimum, there's going to be three people in the game who know that they each have idols, and most likely more than that. So, in, in this scenario, the people are already people in your alliance who you have a lot more... M- management over what they know how they how you can use this together etc so i think that this is great i mean like steven's talked before about the like bonding around finding an idol together i imagine the bonding around doing this secret mission task mm-hmm. that you're gonna have like i think that's really fun I, i'm gonna be really curious to see if people in other tribes can do it solely on their own without so letting anyone know so
0: i have said that i i believe that Um, this will not necessarily be the beware advantage on the other tribes. What do you think of that?
1: Uh, That would be cool. I mean, I I think uh, I like fairness, so I think as long as they're sort of comparable tasks, I think as long as it's something where you might have to get something or do something with other people. To me, this reminded me so much more of the um, uh, Island of the Idols task Mm -hmm. where they had to get people to sit out of the immunity challenge. Yes, for breakfast. Um, yeah, the breakfast one. Like that's the most similar I think that this was is something where you're trying to convince other people to do something. Um I think the way that that Cody went about it is probably about the best you can do. The fact that he could enlist other people who could also sort of like give that peer pressure was great. Um I think that's like the way to go in this. And I think I think in the breakfast challenge wasn't there at least one other person also in the know who was sort of trying to, yeah, yeah, to assist with this. Um, So I think that that is something that's really good, um, which also leads into the like, get, get your duos. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. So I have a question from Matthew who says uh, in the new era, if you're going to go to tribal council that night, should you suspect anything and everything someone might be doing uh, out of the ordinary? So that, Uh, Should you be sort of like having your guard raised on anything suspicious that people are doing? Because I kind of see this being a slippery slope.
1: Yeah, everything like this has those, like, has the the, the counterpoint, right? Like, maybe someone is just being goofy. Maybe someone is just going out on a limb. Like, I, I think... There's so much to calculate, even when it comes to, like, the the shot in the dark, because there's only so much you can do when it gets to a point of, like, okay, let's assume these are the votes. All right, now let's factor in that any given person could also not have a vote. Now let's also factor in that any given person could not have a vote and have played their shot in the dark. factor in that they could have an advantage or an idol or an extra vote. And once you start doing that, you start getting to a point where it's like, there's so many things where it's actually almost better just to go basic and assume that everyone's kind of doing what they're saying they're going Mm -hmm. to do because it's, it's almost impossible with, with such small tribes to factor in for all of those different scenarios.
0: Yeah. I agree. I've been saying for a while, I think that you just act like the shot in the dark doesn't exist. Yeah. You know,
1: um, and chances are pretty good that even if someone plays it, it's not going
0: to matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's not only uh, six. the 16.6666666 also implies that there is a 100% chance the person is going to play it. You know, if it's like 50-50 that the person's even going to play their shot in the dark, now it's down to what? It, you know, it, is that 8%? So I, I think that, you know, maybe there's a scenario Where some, but you you know, it also implies that, you know, you're putting a vote on some, there's a cost to your game uh, that that happens. So I I think that maybe there might be a very specific circumstances where a player should be sort of like uh, changing their action because of the existence of the shot in the dark. But the, I've said this uh, from the beginning that the, the reason for the shot in the dark is not so that anybody will ever play the shot in the dark. It's that the other players panic about the shot in the dark and make mistakes.
1: I think the one time to try and factor in the shot in the dark is the merge vote. I think when there's the most people in the game and the most likelihood that a person who might be going home might know Mm -hmm. that they're... A target, I think that would be probably the the biggest time. And you, but at that point, you have probably enough people in the game where you could split a vote or have mm-hmm. a secondary target. But you yeah. can talk about that more in part. No, that's three. a good point. So
0: you have like one of these merge votes where it's like you know where it's like okay, it's gonna be like uh, you know ten to two or like a, you know a, a nine to three vote. These people are on the bottom. All those people should probably just play their shot in the dark, right? Yeah,
1: they should. Which is why I think like uh, for for those scenarios when you have such big. Big numbers, and if it's something like a ten to two, you don't vote for the person who you originally said. Yeah, you all vote for the secondary mm-hmm. person,
0: probably. Yeah. And maybe it's what, like, I guess the, the the other thing is like, okay, well, oh, we got to split our votes because then somebody has an idol. Just maybe you don't tell any of those people, you know, what's going on. You put all your votes on one of them, and then uh, is that is that a better plan than a vote split? Um, probably not. Okay, but not. Uh, <laughs> but we'll get there in chapter in part three. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's just talk about the Justine vote. Okay. Uh, yeah. take it first from the perspective of Justine looking back. Was there anything that Justine could have been doing differently? Cause it kind of seems like that, uh, Justine was kind of screwed, uh, no matter what, knowing what we know now.
1: Yeah. I think the one thing I gained from her exit interview was, that there were some people especially I think Jessie she said that she felt good with what did that mean did they have an alliance did they have like a firm pact or did she just feel like she vibed with them because from his perspective they clearly were not super super connecting mm-hmm. so i think i think that's where you you have to have the agreement of some sort with with every person it's a lot harder to break an agreement than it is to break a break a vibe you know like mm-hmm. you got, you got to have the connection and then make some sort of agreement on top of it yeah so that people don't want to break that um I think that's the one thing she could have done in that scenario I think the other thing is it seemed to me like <sighs> they were targeting NECA because of the tribe strength idea for the most part you know the NECA, has a duo with Cody. You know that's a vote then that you're not going to be able to use, that's not going to be able to go against them. You need all the votes you can get. At that point, why are they not targeting Dwight? Like, wh- why why are you not targeting someone who's more on the outs?
0: Yeah, that's really interesting because I, I wonder if there is a, some sort of, like, a subliminal connection of, like, okay, he doesn't have a vote, he's also, like, not up for discussion to be voted for. Uh, like, I, and I know the yeah. women felt like that they had him, but, you know, uh, like, Xander also, like, he didn't have a vote, and he was, uh, like, not, um, you know, I guess that Yasin didn't go to a tribal council, but I wonder if in some subliminal way, like, not having a vote kind of takes you out of the mix for being voted for. It didn't help Brad.
1: Yeah, it it almost seems like it's this idea of someone saying, well, they're not... It's like they're not very threatening so I don't want to get them out. I don't want to waste this vote voting out of someone on someone who couldn't even fight back sort of. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like a big enough target, but like they're going to get their vote back eventually and then that's going to be harder to get them out. I think it's a perfect t- it's it, it's almost like it seems too easy so people don't do it. Yeah, no, go with the easy vote. Like but but it's not even the fact that he doesn't have the vote why I'm saying to go against him. I'm saying to go against him because you're not going to be able if you're if you're targeting one person in a duo, you're not going to be able to get the other person to vote them out. Mm-hmm. So you're already dealing with fewer numbers, and you're just leaving yourself open to something like this happening, where all Cody and Neca need to do is scoop up one more person, and yeah. they're fine.
0: It seems like for Justine and Noel, though, there was not much that they could have done. Um, ultimately, like uh, Cody, Neca, and Jesse were voting together against uh, one of them, yeah. like, kind of no matter what.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think it's it's at whatever point Justine and Noelle did to be lower with Cody and Necca and Jesse than Dwight was. Mm-hmm. Like, I think at that, that point that they needed to be higher than Dwight on the on that list. You need to team up with them and get Dwight out or, f- or go really big and try to find a way to get Jesse out. But that didn't seem like that was really happening.
0: Okay, so Dwight, was close with the women. He felt very betrayed by Jesse. We don't know exactly how this is going to play out, but Dylan asked a question of exploring the Dwight and Jesse fallout. How do you navigate a situation where your close ally has no vote? Uh, Who should be expected to fold? (sighs) Like, does your ally have agency in what happens when they don't have a vote? If you disagree,
1: I think it's probably better for Jesse especially knowing that Dwight lost his vote and he was the one who went to the ship island but whatever big rock island and that Cody is the one who got the beware advantage when you have that knowledge i think you just tell dwight what's happening worst case scenario the plan gets out you don't you know that Justine and Noel don't have an idol or advantage. You know, they don't have one. Yes. You could potentially have them. One of them play their shot in the dark, but I think you just accept that. I think it's better to at least not have lied to Dwight. And you know know what I told you, and I had to make this move because it was what was better for me. I understand if you're, if you're not okay with that, I think that that's better in the long run. Um, Because you're still kind of end up with the same numbers of now Dwight can either be annoyed with you that you voted out the person he didn't like, but at least you didn't lie to them. So he can still work with you or he's going to go with Noel and just be the two of them. So either way, it's the same numbers in the end and the same result happens. It's just you have slightly less maybe anger at you once Mm -hmm. you're done. I don't know. Have you looked at the uh, episode title for next week's episode?
0: No. What is it?
1: Uh, it has something to do with signing divorce papers, so yeah, I wondered well, uh, if that had something to do
0: with this. <laughs> yeah. So in the commercial or in the in the preview, where um, the, you know, there's so much talk about the you know island wife, uh, island spouse, and Dwight says that Jesse's sleeping on the couch, and Jesse said, "I don't care, I'll sign the divorce papers." Okay, yes, yeah, so that's
1: what it was. Yeah. But, yeah.
0: I, I think it's an interesting question for Jesse. Uh, do you keep? Is it better for you to keep the ally in the game that you crossed? Or are you better off kind of keeping uh, Noelle around who, uh, you know, you never you never crossed, but maybe there's a chance that you could, uh, you know, there is room for upside.
1: Yeah, I would say the best thing to do is not have an ally you crossed to begin with. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like That's what I say. Like, uh, Dwight can be upset with you that you, you disagree, but it's like, sorry, Dwight, you don't have a vote. I need to make my own decision. I hope you can respect that. At least you're aware of what's happening. Uh, once you have someone who you have crossed, you know it was different back in the old days when we were pretty like if you're pretty confident that you're going to have a swap or something happen mm-hmm. um i think in either case Dwight or Noel is going to tell people you're running the game that you let a vote I, yeah i think at that point you want to get rid of ha huh. it it's it's almost why i keep saying that maybe Dwight would have been the better vote <laughs> like for mm-hmm. this for this round maybe they should have voted Dwight out because yeah, you've got Justine and, and Noel by themselves, but it probably doesn't look as much like you made a big move and betrayed some people. I don't know. That's, that's tricky.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just, yeah that's that is, is like super interesting where um you know if you vote if you want to have Dwight in that spot yeah Noel and Justine are upset I, I guess you know Jesse really did and Cody really didn't care for Justine because then yeah. it's sort of like okay they they can they just cast their votes for NECA or they cast they cast one vote for NECA and one vote for Cody there's a, it's not like that they're ever going to get in good with Cody and NECA you got rid of Dwight who was sort of like really going like go going to bat for, uh, so instead of like him being mad, now he's gone that, uh, you know, um, Cody and NECA are mad at Justine and Noel moving forward. You know, Jesse really could play that swing spot. So that w- that would be a very interesting spot uh, for Jesse. Yeah. I think moving forward.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that might've been,
0: <laughs> better, maybe, a mis- maybe a missed opportunity. I, I, I really, <laughs> I really like that. Um, a couple other questions, just moving forward from the first mm-hmm. two episodes. Bobby Hall wants to know: In the new era, in tribes of six. Mary, is there an ideal number to have going into the merge? I feel like pre-merge tribe numbers were uh, a major parts of how 41 and 42's post-merge game flowed. Erica hid in her six, Marianne in her four. Does it matter? I'd love a little insight on how to acknowledge uh, first-day power structures, Vessi being seen as couples, etc. How do you think that will impact the merge?
1: I think it depends. I think this is also part of the conversation of in the early game, should you be going for tribe strength or Alliance strength? Mm
0: -hmm. Like,
1: should you just sort of accept that you're probably not going to have a, a, um, long situation and that you're going to merge at some point and, or that they're not going to. And so like, if you have one really strong duo and you're running the game, maybe you do a Shan Ricard, like maybe that's okay. Um, yeah. it didn't work out for them, but I don't think that was necessarily the reason it didn't work out for them. Um, I, I think that might be better. And then if you go in, like, I think it's okay to go in with really low numbers if you've got a tight pair and you can then immediately hop in with another group. So like if you, if you, for whatever reason had a situation where you merged and it's a tribe of six, a tribe of four and a tribe of two, join up with the tribe of two, go six, six. I mean the tribe of four, go six, yeah. six. And I think that that's perfectly fine. Um, I would probably be, I would, I would probably say like, try to get, try to get three, three to four. I feel like sounds good. Yeah. Um, I feel like when you have too many numbers, like I know Erica made it work, but if you come in with a tribe of six or or five, I think there's just too many people that you're not gonna be able to keep track of.
0: Yeah. I think that, you know, the, with a two, there's not much you can do. Okay. It's just sort of like, you're, you're, you're with your two. Um, there's really like, you know. You know, you lost a bunch. What are you, what, what you going to do? I do think the interesting th- way to look at it is sort of like last season where we came in with three fours. And, and and you know, and those fours were like varying degrees of divided. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, you had Mar- uh, Marianne's Tribe, uh, which... Um, escapes me at the moment the 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 tribe name but they were they were they were tight uh and they were and they were effective uh whereas the other you know uh two uh tribes were varying levels of divided uh you know the blue the eco tribe was the biggest mess uh of you know that they they all like went you know all their different directions and then the green tribe it was sort of like a 3 3 against 1 and just in hindsight the way the 42 played out that the the four that was the tightest four really did have the advantage going towards the end game. So I think that maybe, you know, um, I do think, you know, st- tribe strength, uh, I really think is is matters to the point where you don't want to go down to just having two people. But uh, I think that within that, I think you want to find, like, hey, okay, what is the most cohesive four to move forward with? And, you know, don't get rid of your allies, uh, you know, over, you know, at the expense of like, you know, winning a, a cha- an extra challenge or two.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think alliance strength is more important than, than uh, tribe strength Mm -hmm. when it comes to number of people. Um, and, and yeah, I think if you, if you end up in a scenario where you have like a, a four, four, four merge, I think if you're not tight with your four, find a four that you are tight with Mm -hmm. and, and make that happen. Like, you just you it's better to be part of a new strong alliance than an uh, alliance that's been around for a while but crumbling.
0: Mary, so. was there anything else from your notes that you had from these first two episodes that you think uh would fit in with uh the overall theme of the vibe of the tribe?
1: I got a couple um one is if you're finding that your tribe is being divided on a particular line that doesn't suit you, like if you have a men versus women situation and there's five people and you're in the smaller number of that and you think that doesn't work, find a new way to divide the tribe to where you are in the side with the numbers. Oh, it's the East Coast people. Look at us. Let's stick together. We're all from whatever. I think that that is something that's like people don't do as much, but just like if, if, it, if the division isn't working for you, make a new division, like find, find one that does work. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, <laughs> I wrote this one just from the really short scene they had of, of people. Um, I think it was on the blue tribe, which I can't remember their name. Um, is that Coco? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if it, I've been saying this for years, if your tribe is doing something like meditating, stretching, dancing, yoga, just do it. Yep. Do it with them. There's no reason not to do it with them. Uh, jump on the vibe of that tribe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then downplay your social strengths. Don't tell people that you can lie or act <laughs> or strategize well. Yeah, that was a
0: bad call from Justine. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, I think it's you don't want to like tell them you're a horrible liar. Like, don't do that, but. never there's almost no reason to ever present particular strengths you have. Even if you have a strong duo that you want to work with and want to come up with strategy, if you're a really good player, you want them to feel like they're the one leading the duo, not you. Mm -hmm. So, okay. That's, those were the other things I think I had written down. Um, Oh, yeah, this is the other thing. Never tell someone you don't trust them. <laughs> that's that, that's that a very that good point. Yeah, 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 never yeah. tell someone you don't trust them. And re- also remember, this goes along with the um, apologize after tribal council and forgive. You don't need to trust people. You just need them to think that you trust them. Yeah. And that's the more important thing.
0: Uh, yeah, I think uh, good takeaways on, on all of them. Yeah, uh, you know, the thing is like... You know when when Justine uh, says like you know how how do I know that uh, I c- I can trust you? Uh, and Jesse was horrified that she said that. like wait wait why why would you say that to me? Um, you know it's it's hard. I, I mean here's the thing like you can't um, and if and if you can't trust him you can't trust his answer. So there's really like there's no point in asking that.
1: And it's hard because at the time that she said that my thought was oh yes. You've got to get her out. You can't have someone who feels that way about you in the game. And I kind of, the more I've thought through it, I think I I disagree with that stance only because you have to then calculate, okay, what does the tribe look like after we get them out? What are the circumstances that it takes to get them out? Who's mad at who? Where are the new lines? And if that doesn't work for you, you need to say, okay, I can't trust Justine. I know she doesn't trust me, but she's not, she has no power to make anything happen from that. Yeah. So let me remove another person who's going to make the division more complicated Mm -hmm. like Dwight. Um, I think that that's kind of more where you have to go just like actually think about what is going to play out after you vote that person out.
0: I have one more question for you from Ivan. Uh, is mm-hmm. it still possible, unless a double tribal is coming up, that the merge is at 13 for some reason, or that a tribe is reduced to one member? Do you ever see that happening in the new era? So I, that We've only seen two people go home. Uh, mm-hmm. It's day five. I feel like that in 41 and 42, I think three people were out of the game, of course, uh, that we had uh the the situation uh with uh Jackson to start off season 42 that do you think the tribes should be anticipating a double tribal council pre-merge or do you think we'll have a merge of 13
1: a double tribal meaning two people like voted two, out or are they are basically two or people, they get like together. Okay. we'll
0: see two people voted out in the, it, it, with that or two people voted out i think that would only send one person home Uh, should we, should the players be expecting like, uh, two people going home in one episode cycle?
1: I I think for sure. I think, uh, yeah, I'm surprised it hasn't happened already, but I'm glad that it hasn't so that we could meet people. But I would be pretty surprised if in, if in the next two cycles, if we don't have a only one, one immunity winner, other two tribes vote someone out. Mm -hmm. I think that's probably where we're at. Otherwise, otherwise we're going to get to a point where it's, uh, just like, once a day we're voting people out, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know how much more... I mean, they, they're 100% sticking with the uh, 26 days right now, right? Yes. Yeah, so if that's still the... I don't think there's... I think they have to change something to make to make that happen. Mm-hmm. They have to have at least one. Is
0: episode. it possible that, um, that we saw in season 41 and 42, like the two-part merge episode, like two hours at the merge, is it possible that... Um, we have like, um, you know, the, the merge is a one hour episode. Could that maybe, uh, sh- uh, I think
1: change things if up? If we're not, yeah, if we're not doing hourglass and we're not doing the exile island with the hourglass, I think we could easily have a one hour merge. Um, I think something that might be interesting would be if survivor ever did kind of like, um, like the challenge as a purge, which would be like, Hey, we're going to merge together, but we're really quickly going to vote. Two people out right mm-hmm. now before the merge or something. Um, which is almost what they did with having one vote sort of right before the merge, half in the merge. Um, but that would be the only other thing I could think of. Uh, but that would probably be a two hour episode if they did that. So yeah, I think I think we could easily see a one hour merge. I mean, I don't know, we've got <laughs> three and a three and a half hours of survivor so far and and one no, two people voted out. So it's mm-hmm. unprecedented. Yeah,
0: I think it's a good way to go, uh, even though we haven't had like the most exciting gameplay here in these first three and a half hours. But I think that like if you were going to have like a movie, like I think you'd want to like, OK, like let's spend a lot of time like introducing our yeah. characters up front and then let's have all the action as, at the end. As opposed to if you have a bunch of actions like Wait, who, who are these people? Wait, what's going on? So I think that uh, ultimately I think it's a good indicator for the season uh, as a whole. All right. That's Mary. My,
1: my biggest critique in movies is uh when when they try to make me care about people who are who are dying or whatever, and I'm like, I don't know them. i met them for ten minutes.
0: And not I'm enough like, trains. Yeah.
1: Not yeah, not enough trains. Okay. Choo choo. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um Mary, uh this was so fun. Uh I thought you did such a great job on this. Uh love having you on to do these. So hopefully uh we can do uh more of these in the future.
1: Yeah, this is fun. I get to I get to work my strategy brain for a little while. Hopefully, that was somewhat uh, <laughs> coherent to some of the people. I know I had a lot of thoughts, and it's hard to get them all out sometimes, but hopefully there's some, some interesting tips in there.
0: No, I thought so, and I think this was a great uh, first chapter here of uh, our season 43, chapter one here at Survivor Academy. All right, no test. All right, everybody. Uh, the ultimate test is going to be out on the island. It's not going to be open book.
1: Yeah, we'll see how but if you, do. you if you've listened to these and you go out on the island and you don't follow all these rules to a T, yeah,
0: and if you t- do t- bad, t- yeah, it's gonna it's that's a yeah, reflection bad, on bad us progress yeah. report. Yeah, <laughs> okay, Mary, uh, where can people keep up with more of what you're doing?
1: Yeah, you can follow me everywhere at Frail Mary. And uh, obviously Big Brother has wrapped up at this point, but we have season three of Love is Blind right around the corner. Yes. So that's going to be coming out real soon. If you haven't uh, caught up with the season two after the altar special, definitely check out myself and Asia covering uh, our coverage of that that we released I uh, Rob as a Podcast. And um, otherwise, yeah, pretty much just just chilling, doing house projects in the interim. <laughs>
0: Yeah. So, okay. Are podcasts house projects or no?
1: Um, not not as much, not really. but I listen to a lot of podcasts. Yeah, wow. good I do for listening
0: to. Yeah, that's a good point. All yeah, right. that's great. Well, Mary, thank you again for coming on with us. Uh of course, check out everything else we have going on from Survivor uh this week. I thought it was a really fun week on the podcast uh between the Survivor Know-It-Alls and uh JD, who I thought was really really fun on the recap and I had a uh, a fun Uh, feedback show with Chantel Francis. Uh, David Bloomberg stopped by to discuss uh, what's going on with Garrett Adelstein and uh, why he is uh, suddenly a trending name in a lot more spaces than Survivor. So uh, interesting stuff all the way around. We will have another fun week of Survivor Podcasts uh, coming here in uh, week number three. Hope you're there for all of it. Thank you so much for listening. Take care. Have a good one. Bye.